Welcome, welcome, welcome to Walking Through Glass, the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Dina C. Brown, and we have none other than the court, court, <laughs> court, me, who is joining me on the show. We are kicking off a new season of Conscious Conversations. It's been time and needed for um, a revamp. And this actual show was about, I don't know, like four years in the making. (laughs) And so I'm excited. We're excited to bring you this next level, um, not only for tonight, but all through 2020 as we bring you some hot topics and really, truly some really top tips on how to walk, not only walk through the glass, the snow, the fire, and everything else. All right, Courtney, um, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, hello. I am Courtney, and yes, this is 2020, and just like the meaning of it, 2020, this is the vision. We are coming with the vision, and speaking of vision, looking at Boundaries. 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 <laughs> and reestablishing those boundaries is what we were talking about. Yes. Being smart women, how we have boundaries. We know what boundaries are. We've worked so hard to create boundaries. But sometimes in life, things happen when we have to reestablish. Reestablish. And, and when you say that, I think that as we were talking, I said, okay, we got to just stop really and start recording now is that the very first place that we need to start setting them is with ourselves. Yes. And that if we don't have any boundaries with ourselves and we don't have clarity about what those boundaries are, then how do we know how not only to interact or to clarify for others, but how to really set expectations for them to respect our boundaries. And so I'm really excited to kind of talk a little bit about that as a whole. So, right. All right, boundaries. Where do we start? I don't know. We've been on a roll this whole night. I'm trying to think about, like, where do we go back to? Well, it's like you said. It's a matter of starting with self. I mean, we look at 2020. We're talking about vision. And that's what you create for yourself. It's like putting on that oxygen mask for yourself before you can put it on for anybody else. If I can't breathe, if I can't see, how can I help anybody else? How can I expect anybody to do anything if I can't do it for myself? Right. So I think we have to start, like you said, with self. And having those boundaries. Whenever we have something for ourselves, it makes it so much easier because people see that. Right. You know, it's not just the mask you put on, but it's a matter of this is what you see. Right. You you see me, your children see you respecting yourself. They know that to respect themselves as well because you set an example. So it's kind of the same thing with those boundaries. But reestablishing them sometimes is harder because... We get to that broken point, mm. and when we're at that broken point, we can't see anymore. <laughs> our, our, that vision, part. our vision it's is like we need, like, warped. we got to go to the optometrist. <laughs> Seriously. And so, and sometimes we need to have that magnifying glass, yep. and that yep. we, we need assistance and help. And that's really the powerful piece is that when we get to that space and that place when we truly are not seeing clearly, or that we're struggling with even trying to understand and clarify the vision we have for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we're stuck with trying to be able to articulate to others is where we then have to kind of tap in. And if you don't have a tribe or a circle mm. and, you know, the beauty of our relationship that we've always had each other for at least, well, I don't know what, 30 years now yeah, yeah. is that to, to do that and to, yeah. you know, 
call it what it is. If we see a duck, it's a duck. We're not going to lie and say that's really a chicken. No. (laughs) I respect you too much, right? (laughs) I respect you too much. And so being able to have that, but also still really owning and knowing how to recognize it for ourselves and say, all right, I know that and you see that because I don't know about you, but I can say for myself that when people are also trying to come to us and say, wait a minute, are you, are you sure you're clear on what you're doing that we sometimes we trigger from that? What do you mean? I don't know. I don't know myself. I do know myself, but in reality, oftentimes we don't. Right. I think like you said, it's, it depends on who's coming at us. Right. Sometimes people see things that they want to see or that part. And it's a matter of, no, I know who I am. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, goes back to boundaries. The times where we struggle with what to say and who we are is times when we really have to reestablish boundaries with other people. Right. Sometimes other people be smashing our boundaries like glass. And it's the people that's closest to us. (laughs) And and it's the people as moms and as parents. That's right. Oftentimes our children, and and we allow it because we say they're our children. Right. And so we have to allow them to. And that's exactly how that goes. And that's why it's important to look at boundaries as being like there's levels. There's boundaries with friends, there's boundaries with family, there's boundaries with children, Mm -hmm. there's boundaries with adult children. I mean, who would have thought? That I'd have to have certain boundaries with my adult children, but I do because yeah. there's certain things that can come up and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. No. <laughs> well, especially now that you're a grandma. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm granny goose. I, like my dad would have said, granny goose, I'm all there. Yeah. Grandma is who I am. And I'm sure there will be soon boundaries to be set with grandchildren. Boundaries are something that protect you. And who else is to protect you but yourself? Right. And it's something that we have to do because I have to live in this fabulous me. Yeah. Why do you think that we get so, um, I guess, misguided and our our lines get blurred, the blurred lines um, come into fact? What do you think is the primary reason that that actually happens? And then how do you begin... I mean, like very specific in those steps, how do you begin to make sure that you bring clarity to those lines? Well, I think when I look at why do we blur those lines, why, what breaks boundaries, what, what happens? And I think that's trauma. I mean, there's Mm. so many different levels of trauma that we experience from the very first of birth through relationships. And I don't mean relationships just in the person who you feel you are in love with. I mean, relationships, business relationships, friends. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's relationships you have with your grocer. There's relationships where people can, with someone uh, at a restaurant, someone in the bathroom. I mean, there's certain things that we realize that, no, this is what I know to be true. When that's broken, there's a problem. Right. There's a problem because then we've been violated. Yep. Again, certain levels of trauma and certain types of trauma cause us to blur those lines. Mm -hmm. Those lines are blurred because we have something in our brain that is triggered once we start reliving trauma. Not just going through it, but when we relive it. And until you get help with those triggers that reintroduce the trauma, your body doesn't know it any differently. That's right. The trauma at that moment 
is the same as a trauma you relive a year later or two years later Mm -hmm. by your body because your body feels it the same way. I think that's why when we speak to why we blur those lines or why we begin to be honest with you, not even blurring them myself and other women that I know, we actually erase the lines because we feel like that we don't have a right to have boundaries because we're, we're reliving some of our past traumas or experiences that we have. Mm -hmm. And so then we discredit and we devalue our own set of values and expectations because of who we think we are. And someone told you, you, but, but, and even so someone told us, but who we think we are because of things that have happened and because we don't truly really process through that moment. So for instance, is that, all right, we've all had those experiences in our lives. And I would say like, I don't know about you, but you might've had, um, promiscuity is a a thing when we talk about women. And so because I might've met this guy, I'm not saying it might be possible. It might be true. I don't know. Is that I met this guy, was feeling him, decided to, you know, have sex with him when I first met him and didn't want to talk to him after and I left. And so that mindset of, okay, so am I now a tramp? Am I now a whore? Am I now? So it becomes societal. So now when I meet this next guy who I get involved with and I let him um, take certain liberties right. or I let him treat me a certain way. I don't right. set boundaries with him. Right. And if he cheats on me, does whatever. Well, in my mind, I'm thinking that, right. well, I'm kind of like a whore right. or a slut. I slut shame myself. Yes. And here's the beauty of this. Sometimes other people don't even know about it. Right. It's what I know about myself. Right. And so therefore I am so hard on me that I don't set these boundaries. And I say, well, who am I? I didn't ask myself. I don't know if you've been there, but I know I've been there. Is that who am I? Right. To expect right. this person to do this when I did this. I met that guy and I went and had sex with him in the bathroom at the club. Right. Right. You know, right. now that, that really did not happen to me, but well, I definitely know something, but it, yeah, yeah, yeah. it might be fun, but even, <laughs> but, but I'm saying that there's been some experiences right. in my life, you know, and we'll probably get more into those and in other shows as we know, we're going to baptize y'all into this. <laughs> we can't traumatize y'all on the first night. We ain't telling you everything. <laughs> Is that, is that I know that there are some things that I have done right. where honestly, I'm not proud of them okay. and I've held on to that instead of releasing it. Yes. And so when you wonder why am I with this guy, why am I letting this person treat me this way? Why am I letting my friends do this? Why am I overgiving? Why am I letting people overstep mm-hmm. is because at some level I am upset with me. And I haven't set certain boundaries with myself and I have believed about me that I didn't deserve to because I'm not worthy. And so we often jump to other people tell me I'm not enough. No, you've been telling you you're not enough. And so therefore you haven't set the appropriate boundaries and then you allow yourself to get in situations. You don't hold yourself accountable and that you're looking for somebody else. So coming through all of that, I've been doing a lot of work on that inner work that's needed and asking myself some very tough questions and having some very serious conversations with myself and and processing through that. So how do you begin, whether you have help, whether you have a therapist, whether you have a coach, whether you sit in journal, whether you go to God, whether you, whatever else, how do we help other women? What are some tips 
that we, cause I'd like to always make sure before we end the show and these powerful minutes that we have, these powerful 15 minutes, 20 minutes that we have to bring you these nuggets, you know, right. what is it that we could give them? What's the one thing that they can do today? to help them begin to start to reestablish. I think that today is really about that reestablishing those boundaries. Well, what I look at, and then like the the examples you've given, that a lot of women have been there, um, and, and myself included, in the sense of wondering, why me? Right. Why me? What is this? Why am I experiencing this? What is going on? The bottom line is that trauma is Mm. not dealing with that original trauma because that original piece is what leads us through a lot Mm. of different struggles. Um, And we feel that we are not worthy. We feel that, that we deserve certain things that are happening to us. And that is so far from true. Mm -hmm. God loves us so much more than any of that. And God has put us here for good things and to be happy. And when you think about relationships, we often think that, why did I choose this? Why did that person this? Why did that person that? We don't realize that we're wearing a mantle of trauma. Right. And people are drawn to it. Mm. So when we wear this mantle of trauma and we have not figured out how to take it off, People are drawn to it in that sense of they choose us. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that fool who want to beat you up chose you. That woman who was going to make you do this work and not pay you for it, she chose you. That person chose you. These people choose us because of this mantle that we're wearing. Mm. It is a mantle that we don't even realize we have on from time to time right? because of the levels of trauma. Got it. Once those start being lifted, it's like the emperor is not wearing any clothes. <laughs> and you can see things for yeah, what they are. And it's, true. it's such a different kind of clarity. And then you realize that now, wow, I can walk a little better because I don't have all this riffraff in my path. You know, that's right. Stumbling to get to me because you know what? They already see it ain't going to happen. Right. So what I would advise for any individual to do when you feel that you are a magnet. (laughs) You know, that's right. When you feel like you're a magnet, what do you do? Okay. We need to create Another magnet. We need to create something else to deflect whatever (laughs) else it is. And that is through prayer. Okay? Mm -hmm. Through prayer, again, to whomever you pray to. But in the sense of knowing that you are here on this earth, you're supposed to be here. And there is a higher power that has chosen you to be here. Absolutely. Okay? And that's why you're here. You have a call. Because you have a purpose and a calling. You have a purpose and a calling. And you're going to meet that. Yes. Okay. And that is going to happen. Yes. Um, and you're going to go through all of those trials and tribulations until Ooh, you get to it. Lord, that's what and that walking through glass so is about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's kind of like what we were speaking to earlier and the fact that we both ask, how did we get here? When we look at the course of our lives and our experiences right. 
and what we've been through, you know, seen, spoken, unspoken, and that what were the lessons? And so as I was speaking to earlier, where's the lesson and the loss? Right. Right. And when I say loss, I mean whatever we felt that we lost. Oh, that's a lot of loss. Right. Where's where's the lesson in that? Right. And that how do we begin to process through that trauma? Right. How do we begin to recognize that we have are experiencing trauma? Because I right. want to do a whole show on debunking Superwoman. Because uh, that part that part <laughs> is that we always like we okay? No, we're not no, okay. We're not. How about we're not okay and we have to be comfortable speaking out about not being okay, but I'm working on it. So I tell people I'm working on it. And as I am getting to the end of this year and, you know, we've been friends for gosh, and this is over what third? It's almost thirty years now. I can't believe it. Like, the seventeen, the seventeen, eighteen on us. We've been through I'm kids. We've been through kids, husbands, and Lord, all kinds of stuff, and everything, you know. <laughs> and that, but as I look on the now, and I was sitting here wondering what is going on. Like right now, I feel a certain kind of way. Well, this time last year is when Dia was very sick. Remember, she died on New Year's Eve. And I didn't realize that I'm reliving this trauma. This is year number two. And so I'm like, I miss her. And I'm like, Your body feels the same. And I was not processing it. And I get really emotional when I see Xavier because I'm like, He's graduating. He was our baby. She was my co-parent for so many years. You know, she was the one that tried to, he don't want to go live over there. Let him live with me. Mr. Child was trying to enroll my child in school at her house because, (laughs) you know, because, and I knew she would have took great care of him. And so when I'm looking at him, transition to his next, and I'm like, she's not there. So I'm experiencing this trauma over and over again. And I'm like, oh, that's why I'm feeling sad. I don't want to go out. I don't really want to see anybody. I'm having these moments. And it's this time of the year, this time of the season. I don't want to put up a Christmas tree. I don't want because this was also our holiday. Well, we really. So I was like, oh, that's part of what's going on with that's me. Progress. And so you I was like, I was like, whoa. And so I've allowed myself to be sad. But still be very present and sensitive to the now. And so I just gave myself grace to say, oh, it's okay not to be, you know, so happy, happy, joy because you miss her. And it's okay to this. And so I start to reflect because New Year's was also a thing when we were in Korea, all the things we did and celebrating some memories and some experiences, you know, during those times that this was our season. So usually now through New Year's is when I've noticed in the last two years, I've experienced huge, um, huge overwhelming sense of melancholy. Ah, that makes sense. But I didn't place it and attribute it to anything. Interesting. To just accept that uh, I just don't want, you know. And so when I started to also hunger for relationships and connections to people, which on this show I won't go too much into, but it was also replacing this 
there's a hole that's there. And um, it was like, well, why am I either drawn to this person and drawn to this relationship or excluding myself from this relationship Mm -hmm. or not setting boundaries or overstepping my own boundaries? Right, right. What's really going on? Am I trying to avoid the situation? So there's a lot of avoidance. There's a lot of um, pieces. It's trying to fill a void and and, and trying to relive some experiences and some excitements. Because I'm going to tell you, we had a good time (laughs) when we used to hang out. But it was was that, getting quiet, going, what is this feeling? And I think with, because like, you know, well, you know me and my daddy. And mm-hmm. I think what I felt more gratitude. Um, I looked at all of those times, like you said, you look back and you're like, wow, who would have been the first person I'd tell about this? Yes. Who would have been the first person I went to about that? Who would have been? And that person is not here. Yes. But I have gratitude. It's not, I don't feel the whole. As much as I feel the gratitude and how full of love that person was. And how that love got me to where I am. Yes. And how that love is part of who I am. Yes. And part of what I share. And that has filled that void. Yes. That joy of having this individual in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole would be if they were never there. Whoa. So that I part, at that's powerful. The fact that I had them, there is no, how did you get so wise, Courtney? How do you get so wise? Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> some things. But it's like, you know, you, you, you live, you learn. And I remember my daddy saying that. And it is so true. Mm-hmm. I love me some Rudy boy. Like, oh my gosh. I love me some Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he would just light up. I always, oh, yeah. being in his presence, I always felt like I belonged. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was just another oh, kid. It's, it was like and that, I always that was felt. important to him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was it was super oh, yeah. important, and yes. so and he would be like, "You was out there, and you didn't come and see me. <laughs> I don't care, Courtney. You know." And yep. it was that other thing to know right. that if I was, well, I was out of the country most of the time, and that's what he was like. <laughs> but when I was there, right. to know that any point in time, and I think maybe a couple of times I might have even been there. You weren't there because you were somewhere yeah. else. No, I did go I, see I her. Remember I, that just, a couple of times. I was like, God, hearing that God. Dina came by and I'm like, okay, but I didn't see her, but y'all did. But yes, yes I do. I do yes. Cause, yes. cause I knew I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm in the air. What y'all doing? I'm yes. coming to see you and, and, and to be there. Right. And so even when we're setting, like you said, those boundaries with our families and the right. access to us and reestablishing those connections and, and all of those things. And then going in to, you know, 2020, like you said, that vision, mm-hmm. that 2020 sight, 2020 that perfect vision right. to do that. And, and what God broke down to me, and you will hear me say this every single time I go live and I'm speaking on a stage, et cetera, is that he told me that you're entering a season of unstoppable. And he said, in entering the season of unstoppable, I need to clarify for you what that looks like. And he said, and what that looks like, he said, it's easy to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Ladies, you wearing a thong, you can still wear that through that dress. It's uncomfortable being uncomfortable. He said, but can you really process 
and be purposeful when you're under siege. He said, that's different. He said, so being unstoppable is being able to keep moving under siege because uncomfortable is doable. Uncomfortable is doable. But under siege takes a whole nother level of faith and it takes a whole nother level of understanding and it takes a whole sense and and clarity about what the vision is and what you're called to do. And so that part has been instrumental when I sit and in December, I always spend time reflecting on my relationships, my connections. Like you said, those boundaries, but I always start with me, Dina, who are you? What's going on with you? And the question I've been asking, I've asked my clients this, I've asked people on the stage. I've asked people on my radio shows. I've asked people on interviews. And so I say this again right now, where is the lie in your life right. or business and whichever one you want to tackle? That's right. And what are you willing to sacrifice to know the truth? That's right. Because when we talk about sacrifice, you're going to have to get clear about them boundaries. Right. You're going to, you might have to sacrifice some relationships. The biggest thing that you're going to have to sacrifice <laughs> is your ego. Oh, well, and if you're letting your ego get in the way of your excellence, that's going to be a serious problem. <laughs> and right. Cause it's never going anywhere. Nope. It's going to be there. So you've got to learn how to mitigate that. You've got to le- learn how to really be clear about, like you said, the boundaries that you have and, and as you shape them and what they look like with different people in yes. your life. And, um, so that's what's so powerful. Code switching. Yeah. You know, it used to be that, that sense of code switching, whereas you knew what to do, where, and we would teach kids, you know, it's like, well, you can't do the same thing you do at church as you do at school. You know you that do part. At home, yeah. You do it with your friends. And that's what it was. But now we understand it differently. Yes. It, it, you know, because we grown, we grown. But even, even when I think about how our lives have taken a turn and on another show, we'll talk a little bit about our journey. Cause I'm telling you, it's hilarious. Ooh, Funny. It, it's, yes, <laughs> it is. It is. And sometimes no water and no water. And that's <laughs> right. But what we definitely wanted to do is to introduce you to what's coming and I'm so excited because this has been a journey. These have been part of like our dreams and things we were talking about for years. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we'll know. And when the season is ripe for it. And so with everything that we've learned and what we get to bring together collectively on this show is going to be a trip. <laughs> Literally. Like when I say journey, it's yeah. a trip. And, and as, as, you know, wives, ex-wives, divorcees, girlfriends, narcissistic, you know, survivors, narcissists ourselves, mamas, everything, you know, business women, grandmama. Yeah. I was one temporarily, you know, Seymour's used to have his, well, cause I was still would have been in her life, but if that family, no, what I'm saying is not when I can't have access to those people because those aren't my, that wasn't my biological. And so when the relationship was severed, that was every access to that whole scene was gone. So, right. So that's why. Like I said, but, um, you best believe when Xavier has some kids, it's on and popping, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, so, but it, but it is. And so I'm really excited about getting ready and, and unleashing on 2020. And those of you who followed walking through glass or followed the podcast for a while, um, my apologies that I've had some shows and some things to put out and I've said on them cause I didn't have, like I said, I just kind of had lost a sense of 
energy. It's like, this is not kind of what there's something else that was, that was missing. And, and Courtney and I, we were sitting there talking. I was like, okay, now it's time for us to to, to do the show and do it the way that we said we want to do it and, and have these conversations. And I'm telling you, Courtney's wise beyond, beyond our collective years. (laughs) And, um, we got some stories to share and we have some opportunities to help you grow to your next grader. And so we're excited to bring you the new improved up level version of walking through glass, the podcast where you truly honestly are going to get some concrete um, tips and strategies on how to grow through, grow through all the, the, the junk that you're in the process of. And, and for those of you that have questions and say, Hey, this is what I'm dealing with. And I need your help with that. We definitely will have the opportunity for you in the comment section, reach out to us and say, Hey, can you, you know, here's this, can y'all talk about this? Can you, have you had this experience? Because this is stuff that, not that we've just read in a book, although we're very educated <laughs> and learned, is that we've lived through it. Right. That part. That, that's part. And, and, and in the process of thriving through it and stuff. That's right. So, all right, as we wrap it up, cause we definitely want to make sure that we keep these shows light and tight and within that 30 minute segment to keep it just right. Um, <laughs> uh, anything else we want to say? To the masses. Well, God's grace is incredible. And only through God's grace are we able to move forward. Okay? Because the only reason that we get up each day is by the grace of God. Mm. So if you have been given the day, do something with it. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> and use your GPS. Ooh, yeah. Say it. Tell me what the GPS is. God's plan, sis. All right. <laughs> I love when she say that. I love what she said that because when I used to say GPS, I used to say your growth plan strategy, but it's the same thing because God is at the root of that. He gives you that strategy that you need to have. So we appreciate you. We thank you for not only tuning in to sharing because Walking Through Glass, the podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Music Play, soon to be iHeartRadio and on the host pod being. So that's what we got for you on this conscious conversation. And until next time. Follow that GPS. (laughs) Bye-bye.